welcome to the first and ten free agency kind of preview. We kind of started a bit late, but you know, we'll sort of muddle our way through it as it starts. It is the first day of free agency today. I am joined by Dave once again. Dave, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad. I mean technically, yeah, isn't it like the legal the legal tampering or some some nonsense, well, isn't it really? <laughs> yeah, I, I there's there's a few unofficial deadlines, but I yeah. guess this is the the actual legal one. There was only um, one that I can remember ever being um, like, sorry, <laughs> there's only like one I can remember no, ever no. like being taken back. You know, like he agreed to sign with someone and it was um, oh, Vikings yeah. player. I think he went to the Jets or someone and then. I think uh, it was Darius Smith, wasn't it? Maybe, yeah. Like one and then they agreed and then like the next yeah. day came back. Yeah. But, yeah. And just in case you don't recognise that voice, that's Ash. <laughs> uh, hello, Ash. You doing all right, mate? Um, I'm okay, mate. Thank you. Yeah, good. Yeah. And you got, you got any deals you got your eye on? Um, what charges wise? Charges wise, there's talk with two players at the moment. The one that everyone's linked with at the moment is Dalton Schultz, um, and uh, John Johnson as well. The who was one of Staley's players when he was at the Rams, went to the Browns, been released. So there's talk that he might come. But yeah, there's um there's a few on the horizon for the uh, charges. But at the moment, they released a, they they were twenty million over. Then they restructured four deals. Bosa, Mac, Allen, and Williams, which puts us in cap hell next year. But um, hopefully, them guys stay, and it's now put us twenty million in uh, with cap space. So we might even be able to sign one or two of our own guys. So we shall see. It'll be an interesting period for sure. Yes, yeah, so I saw some talk of a potential Eckler trade. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, at the moment, I think it might be he was. There was talk that he wanted a restructure and extension, which I thought we were going to give him an extension because it could have helped our cap out because he counts about eight million against our cap this year. But after this year, he's a free agent. So it was a case of what we were going to do in regards to if we could extend him, we could bring his cap down by, say, three or four million and then bump it onto next year's um, bump it onto next year's uh, cap. But I don't know if that's it's really worked out if they've really found like a happy medium between the two so I think that maybe he's bit, I got a bit frustrated with it but I think it could be just a little bit of oh well I'll try it can I, can I see if I can get a better deal somewhere very similar to maybe obviously not as high profile but similar to what Lamar's happening at the moment where charges feel like they can pay you this Eckler wants a bit more and there's no happy medium so there's like this sort of like uneasy ground at the moment, but it might just be that he wants to see it's he's seeking a trade just so to see if he can get a bit more of a leg up on the amount of money that he can get from the charges. Cause to be honest, he's so well suited in LA with us, with the game that we play. Um, it would be weird to not have Eckler at the back. So we shall see. It'll be an interesting time for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's, you just think of the charges when you think of it, he's been such a massive part of that team over the last few years. It'd be yeah. uh, very interesting to see him in a different set of colours if yeah. that does actually happen. Um, but obviously, you mentioned Lamar there. He is the big story at the moment. Sorry, Aaron Rodgers. But um, yeah, it's mind-blowing to me that a team isn't willing to trade for him. Um, two first-round picks, all it takes. I, I, I just, I understand the Panthers, you know, you want to go up and get the rookie quarterback who's amazing, and then he's on a cheap deal so you can build the team around him. But you've got an opportunity to go and get a former MVP who's still playing 
at an incredible level. He's led the league in passing yards. It's, uh, the whole narrative of, oh, he can just run the ball is ridiculous. And, I, and that's the thing. I, I don't even think... I thought we were done with that narrative. I thought we all agreed Lamar Jackson is an incredible passer of the ball as well. And... In the league, especially after we saw with Russell Wilson last year, nothing's guaranteed. Maybe that's what's pe- making people hesitant. They see the guy drop that far, and maybe there's the issue of you know how long is his body going to hold up for. But I just I I can't get my head around you know, especially if you're the Jets. I they seem like the number one to me, and it's like the Saints. They're willing to pay Derek Carr. But not go and get Lamar Jackson. I understand the Saints can't really do that right now, but at the same time, like you know, Lamar Jackson is right there. I mean, Dave, how has no one traded for him yet? Yeah, it's just a weird one, and like you can't help but look at last year and Deshaun Watson and all the teams queuing up to pay a man who we didn't even know if he was going to be suspended for a year or wherever he's going to be. But I, I don't know. It's just it's just a really strange, wasn't it? And I'm. Uh, it does feel like these teams have got together, or owners anyway, and said, like, we're just not doing it. We're uh, going to take a stand here. But, like, I mean, you're a Giants fan. You're just paying Daniel Jones, whatever you're paying him. I mean, you could probably get Lamar for not that much more. And what will probably be a couple of late firsts at this stage, won't they? You'd hope, if you were signing Lamar, that it'd be a couple of late firsts. I mean, what would you prefer? Would you rock, stick with Jones or would you take Lamar? I don't know. I, I don't get me wrong. I quite like the Jones deal. I, I I do like him. I would take Lamar in an absolute heartbeat. Yeah, and <laughs> give give away the two first round picks. It's, it's a twenty fifth this year, and hopefully with Lamar, as you say, it would be an even later pick next year. Um, I yeah, I, I for me, if if the Giants are in that position, there would be no question. Um, I, it's interesting to me they were that convinced by Jones. That they that they saw Lamar in the market and went, nah, we we'll stick with this. And again, I like the Jones deal. I think it's well structured in a way that you know, all pretty much all of the guarantees are in the first two years. So if it doesn't work out in two years' time, they can cut ties with at least a little bit of the damage. You know, not not being taken over the next couple of years when they'll be trying to move on if it doesn't work out. Um. But yeah, Ash is as obviously you've got your quarterback set up. If Justin Herbert was available on another team, surely any other team would be making that move with a heartbeat. Like, there's no question the franchise quarterback is what you want. Why is no one going for Lamar Jackson? I think uh, I heard another podcast talk about this the other day, which which, which was quite interesting. Which was they they spanned the whole narrative on his head in some respects and said. That a lot of teams, because because of that non-exclusive franchise tag where they they have to pay, they basically see if they can match the deal. A lot of teams came out straight away and said, "Oh yeah, we're not interested in doing it," but they couldn't they couldn't officially talk to him until the tampering period starts anyway. In regards to getting a uh, contract set up, they also mentioned that why would any team want to play their hand? Because all it would do is drive the price up. So if three or four or five, six teams came out and said, yeah, we're all interested, we're interested, we're interested, all it does for Lamar and the Ravens and a lot of other narratives in regards to money 
it just pushes his price up because he knows that five or six teams are interested. So they span it to say maybe they are interested, but they just don't want anyone to know they're interested, which could be a possibility, especially with maybe one or two of them. I'm not saying that all of them aren't, because obviously we've seen since the Raiders aren't interested, they've gone side Jimmy Garoppolo. And you've got like the Saints, we've got Carr now, and a few other things have happened, like the Giants have kept Daniel Jones. But there is still teams that are in the market for quarterbacks. So a lot of them teams are up at the top of the draft. So now the Panthers have moved up, you would have thought they're out of that running, but there's still a few more. So it could be that them few more that have said, man, we're not interested, actually are interested, but they wanted to see how the market laid with how the other QBs got signed, what other mark, what other players are available, and then they're only playing poker against one or two players rather than five or six. So it was quite an interesting narrative how they did that. And I thought that actually that's why would you want to play poker going, oh, I've got really good cards here. Like, oh, I, I, I'm definitely going to win this hand when everyone tries to keep their cards close to their chest, especially in the NFL and especially when it comes to money because they don't, the NFL owners in some respects are, especially on the guarantees, aren't that flash with guaranteed money so it might be a narrative that people maybe are overthinking that teams aren't interested in fact they are they're just trying to be a bit hush hush about it it is an interesting way of looking at it because obviously this is a very unprecedented circumstance really in the nfl um which we somehow managed to find every single year um but yeah, so it's, I guess that is sort of the waiting game they're going to play. So how long do you reckon teams are going to wait? to? Because I, I, that's the thing. You've got to at least show your hand in some sense of you've got to talk to Lamar. You've got to negotiate with him. So at, w- at what point do we reckon we'll see that? I would have thought it would be pretty soon. Personally, yeah. I would have thought yeah. it would be pretty soon. I'm not saying it's going to be this week, but I would have thought that it would be before the draft. So we're talking within the next five to six weeks, because I think there will be a few teams that are sat near the top, still ironing things out in regards to like what quarterback could we get? Like things like the Panthers and the Texans in theory, they are guaranteed one of their guys and they know that they haven't got a fork out 300 million probably in, in cap on them guys where, but then you look at the teams like the Colts and the Lions and the Seahawks. And I know they've got guys in the building, but there is potential there to get someone that is far and away a superstar and gives you far more better circumstances to go on and win conferences and divisions and Super Bowl. So, yeah, I think that we should find out a little bit more, maybe not this week, because I think that the, the negotiations will start, but I think that there will be something that happens um, in the course of the next month. Yeah, it is an interesting one. That I mean, if you just because if you just look at it at face value, obviously there's big rumors of the Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets in a trade. Um, Dave, I mean, if if it was the Patriots in that situation, are you that excited by the thought of Rodgers? Um, I mean, I think if I'm the Jets, I, I am. Yeah, um, because that team last year looked. Like they probably were a quarterback away. They got a lot of players that are fun on both sides of the ball, and they feel like a team ready to win. So, I mean, as a Patriots fan, I ha- I would hate it to be honest with you. Like, I if if it was like everyone else, the division's getting stronger, and we're 
still throwing out my call call. But um, yeah, this it. I don't like it as a Patriots fan, as a as a fan of a team in the same division. I'm not a massive fan of him going there. Yeah. I'd rather he went somewhere else. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, I I don't like it. Fair enough. Um, and then speaking of the quarterbacks who have already, well, we've got one already moved. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo signs with the Raiders. I mean, it makes sense, Dave. Nice little New England reconnection right there. Yeah, I think of the actual free agent quarterbacks, if you sort of exclude Lamar as a bit, we sort of a free agent, sort of not. Um, yeah, I think Garoppolo is the only one that you could probably see come in and start next year. Um, so I like Jimmy. I think he's a good, solid quarterback. I mean, a pretty decent deal, I think. Like, what, 22 million a year or something like that, wasn't it? Um I think it's a pretty solid deal when you see some of these other numbers quarterbacks are getting. I think it's perfectly fine. They're not committed to him for too long. And I mean, I think he's going to be decent. Obviously, McDaniels has done well with him in the past. Um, obviously, likes working with him. So bringing him back. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like this move for both of them. I think what sort of makes sense for both of them. But I don't think it takes them out of sort of drafting a quarterback. But um, I think it's, uh, yeah, I like this move. And say so the, only, the only one of the quarterbacks on the free agents. I really see actually starting games next year, like Brissett and Bridgewater and players like that. They're fine backups, but I don't really want them playing more like any any games if uh, necessary. But you know, more than a few games here and there covering injuries. But yeah, I like it for both t- both sides in this one. Yeah, I, th- I think the only person who's really going to be annoyed is uh, Devonte Adams. I mean, he's gone from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo in about a year. <laughs> I mean, probably one of the worst career moves you could have ever made, to be fair. Because I don't but, think there's um, that much between Garoppolo and Carr, especially, like, the money. What was it, like, about 20 million a year? I think I'd take Jimmy and 20 million over Carr, personally. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. They'll be fine, I think. Maybe I'm just looking at the the overall value, 150 yeah. to compared to 60. Like it's, and, and, obviously, Derek Carr, he's, one of, he's a lot more up and down. Than Jimmy Garoppolo, like it, I, I would back Derek Carr to win a game more, but I would also be, back Jimmy Garoppolo to be less likely to lose it. Yeah, um, I think that's fair. And I, I don't know, maybe that's what Devontae Adams wants, but um, slightly skeptical on that one. Um, and then in terms of the other quarterbacks, you mentioned some have gotten bigger numbers there. Obviously, we mentioned Derek Carr. Daniel Jones has just re-signed with the Giants. It they they left it right up to the last minute. I was getting a bit nervous there, but um, yeah, it's a great. I I think as I said before, it's, I think it's a really good deal. Loaded into the first two years, so it's one of those where he showed enough promise that you had to re-sign him, but at the same time, you didn't necessarily. It wasn't enough. Um, that you just give him everything he wants. So I, th- I think it's a somewhat of a decent compromise. Ash, are you, you got any strong opinions on it? Yeah, I think that, I mean, I don't know if I would personally, I think I would maybe personally franchise tagged him. What the difference was for an extra, what, five million or something. I think I maybe would have franchise tagged Daniel Jones and then signed Barkley to a longer term deal. That would probably just be my way of thinking only because I don't like Daniel Jones is fine but I just don't know if he's ever going to get you to the promised land 
And I know that someone's got to have someone. You've got to have someone at quarterback. And Daniel Jones is probably between top 20, 25, something like that. But do you do you think that he's going to get you or develop you a lot? And do you think that the money's going to change that much if you franchise tagged him? So I think that they maybe should have franchise tagged him, gave him another year, see if he pushed on. If they didn't, then you're not in cap hell. Whereas if he regresses this year and the Giants aren't as good and it doesn't go as well for Daniel Jones, then now you're stuck with Daniel Jones on your payroll and you've got a hefty cap and dead cap. So I can see the plus side of it. Like the, the deal is, is, is all right. Um, but it's not like it doesn't, it wouldn't fill me with joy as if it does go bad, it could go very, very wrong for the Giants in regards to cap money. So that was the only one thing I would say about it is maybe I would have done it the opposite way and I would have franchised Daniel Jones and gave him the contract extension to Barkley. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, my main concern with franchise tagging was the lack of cap space that would be left for a free agent linebacker. Um, which is probably number one on my shopping list for this offseason. Although, yeah. to be fair, they all seem to be getting snapped up. We've just seen Tremaine Edmonds go. Alex Anzalone is just signed with the Lions now. Um, I mean, you kind of need to get on that train before the, before it's gone, to be honest. Um, but yeah, they do seem to all be getting snapped up. Uh, at the other positions, Jesse Bates has just signed with the Falcons. Um, immediate re- reaction on that, Dave? I think it's a good signing. I think he was one of the best players available. And I mean, yeah, I think it's a good good move there, mate. I mean, it's like 64 million over four years. And it's on the pricey side, but I mean it's always gonna be in free agency, isn't it? But yeah, I don't I don't mind this deal. Um yeah, so it's literally happened like a few minutes ago. So uh <laughs> I much, but yeah, like it's say he was one of the best players available and they've gone and got him. So yeah, fair play to him. But I mean they're still they're not going to be... Uh, I mean, they signed John Lee Smith earlier as well, didn't they? So a massive signing there for <laughs> the Falcons. A real need for them tight end, wasn't it? Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard with the Falcons. I just... I sort of automatically feel like they've made the move so it's probably not going to work out. Um, but, yeah. I mean, it seems fine. I mean, it's getting 23 million in year one, I've just seen, which feels like a lot of money for, for a safety, but... He's a good player. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one, that. Obviously, it's, yeah. you know, the Falcons didn't really have a great season. Um, it's interesting that Jesse Bates has picked there. You know, I guess the only thing you say is that it is a very strong safety class, interestingly enough. Um, obviously, you've got Jordan Poyer <laughs> and CJ Gardner-Johnson still available. Yeah. Also, Julian Love had a decent season with the Giants. Obviously, he's not right at the top. But, you know, he's a solid option is like yeah. if the others all go. Um, so maybe he was just going, you know, I'm just going to get paid and I guess be on a team that yeah. might be awful for the next couple <laughs> of years. But uh, I've already been to a Super Bowl. Who needs another? I, I, I think I just instinctively don't like these sort of deals that happen on the first day too often because, I mean, they just seem to work out so badly so often, don't they? But, I mean, as a Patriot fan, like we've always sort of like almost picked up the scraps at the end and it sort of worked out pretty well because... You're just not committing to these big, big money free agents, but yeah, it seems a lot the fourth highest deal for a safety ever. It's uh, it's a lot of money. Yeah, and 
one position that seems to be getting absolutely swept off is uh, the, the offensive tackles. Mike McGinchy's already gone to the Broncos. Juwan Taylor signs with the Chiefs four years, 80 million. Orlando Brown is the one sort of left there that you think is probably the best in the class. Ash, have you got any sort of particular destination in mind for him? Well, he wants to play left tackle, doesn't he? So that's going to be that's going to be the thing with him. I think that there's a few teams that could probably do with the help. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he goes to the Bears, um, just because they've got so much cap room. Um, they're so that's the sort of deal. The offensive linemen are getting really well paid, as they especially if you're any good at offensive line. Then they're getting they're getting super deals at the moment. Obviously, we've seen uh, 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 Taylor go to the Chiefs. So there's talk that obviously Taylor was a right tackle at the Jags. There's talk that he's going to be the new left tackle of the Chiefs. Um, so the Orlando Brown thing is dead in the water for the Chiefs, which would then open the door up for someone else to get the left tackle in. I just think that he's more of a mauler. Orlando Brown than he is a stand-up pass protector. So in theory, it would make itself a bit, it would be wiser to go to someone with a QB that likes to run. So there's no one in the league better than that than than Justin Field. So for me, that would be where I think that he could end up. Um just because of the amount of cap space they've got, they've got 70 million. The next closest team is the Falcons, 52, and they've just paid to put some of that towards the Jesse Bates deal. So, yeah, I, I would say that the Bears would be frontrunners for Orlando Brown, personally. Fair enough. I mean, I guess they're kind of frontrunners for everyone at the moment, isn't it? Um, they've just got so much money to spend. I, I Just uh, throwing it to everyone. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, wide receiver, massive position, but not a massive position for the free agents that are available, to be honest. Um. Obviously, NFL.com has Odell Beckham, Jacoby Myers, and Juju Smith-Schuster as the top three. Giants particularly on the lookout for wide receiver. Dave, any of those you think suit the role that we're looking for? Yeah, I mean, we were chatting about it before, weren't we? And, I mean, it probably is Beckham, just because you sort of need that number one. But, I mean, I would not be keen on signing him. Uh, one, the money he wants, and two, sort of just how the last few years have gone from it gone for him is like he's looked okay when he's been on the field but he hasn't looked close to that player and I, I love Odell Beckham like I've always thought he's incredible and probably got a bit underrated for a while but I just think at this stage I would happily let someone else have him and pay him that money if they want to because yeah I'm just not sure I don't know I'm just not sure he's the player I'd want on that Rams team when he was like was he the wide receiver free there when they won that Super Bowl? Great. That, I think that's where I'd want him as a bit of a, you know, a, almost a luxury player that can produce something special when he needs to, but you don't need to rely on him. I think that's sort of where I'd want him now, but that's just not what he wants to be or the money, like the money he wants to reflect. So, yeah, not a player I would love to sign myself. And I mean, the Patriots need wide receivers, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah he... Beckham, not a man I'd be, want to be going after too much. Yeah, he's the one that you really can't put a price tag on him because he's had those injuries, but he is also so talented. And it's, it just you really don't know what version you're going to get of him. That is going to be a really interesting one to see just how much someone will pay for him. 
Um, on to the slightly less glamorous position of running back. Got Miles Sanders, Damian Harris, Jamal Williams there. I mean, it, it's probably a shame at this point, you know, none of those guys are really going to get paid much, really, are they, Ash? They're just going to be... I, I I mean, unless, you know, there always does seem to be one general manager who goes out and pays Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell whatever he wants, or... It, it, but the market for running backs just isn't really there anymore, is it? No, it's not. It's um, there's there's obviously a few that have have got big contracts, but the players, weirdly enough, that have big contracts are now getting touted to oh, they're a cut candidate or they're a trade candidate. We've looked at doubt. We've heard uh, talk that Dalvin Cook might get traded. We've heard talk that Derek Henry might get traded. Austin Eckler, um, Ezekiel uh, Elliott. So. These guys with the big contracts, they're also getting touted for trades and cuts. So the market for running back is just it's just a mess, really. So anyone that wants a big contract is going to struggle, I think, just with the amount of people that they can get via trade and via free agency. And also, the class isn't that bad. And you can get a couple of these rookies in also as well so i can really if i'm honest i think that most of these players might end up going back to the teams that they were originally in um personally i think that it kind of does make sense really still maybe not as much for the patriots for harris but i think the lions will keep jamal and i think the eagles probably keep sanders to be honest um if sanders doesn't stay then i would have thought that they would maybe be looking at someone like damian harris anyway so we shall see yeah, um, it'd be interesting one to see where they all end up. Um, even even if no one particularly values them, because that is the thing is, seems to tend to go for the rookie running backs first nowadays. Um, and onto the defensive side of the ball, if I if I'm allowed to pronounce it like that. Um, <laughs> we'll start with the edge rushers: Zach Allen, Marcus Davenport, Yannick and Gakway. It's not a bad lineup. Is it Dave? Like you know, there's some decent value there. It's, obviously, they're not the premium, you know, guys in the league, but those guys are never going to be available, really, are they? No, I think this is a it's a weird group because there's solid players there, but as you say, there's no no one stands out as particularly special. But because they are the best players available, they're probably going to demand quite a lot of money at a position that I mean, teams are happy to pay. Those players, so it's going to be really interesting to see what sort of deals they end up with. Um, it doesn't surprise me. There's not really been too much talk about any of them so far, because um, I mean, I think these teams will sort of maybe weigh out a little bit with them. But I mean, maybe maybe by the time uh, this actually comes out, this podcast, one or two of them will have gone. But yeah, there's no one that I would like love the deal to like pay them a lot of money. But I think somebody will, because um, I mean, everyone needs edge rushers, so. These players, it's not the complete opposite of running back, isn't it? These these players are going to get paid. So, yeah, no, no one there that sort of jumps out as all oh, really need these players or really go for it. But, I mean, they will get paid by somebody, won't they? Yeah, and I suppose, you know, the best option, Javon Hargrave, already off the board. Um, he's gone to the Niners. They seem to treat that position like it's the only one on the field. <laughs> um, Ash, I mean, they're going to be a really interesting team to watch next year. Obviously, that defensive line just seems to get better every year. Um, but obviously, the quarterback situations is it is it solved? Is are the Niners a favorite going forward off the back of this? 
Um, well, that defense is absolutely loaded, obviously, with that Javon Hargrave um, signing on D. I mean, they're just it's, it's so many good players on that defensive line. Um, they are they have every all the tools there to be one of the premier teams to get to the Super Bowl. It's obviously do is is Lance going to be the guy? Is it Purdy? Depending on what how their injuries both for panning out. So I think everything will come a lot more clearer once training camp starts and we know a bit more. But it will be one of those two guys. So I can't see it being anything up. They're not going to go in the market for like something ridiculous. But I always thought, like I said, that it would be one of those two guys that will probably go on to push this team forward. Could they be a contender? Absolutely. And if, if they sign in players like Javon Hargreave, then they've got a hell of a chance next year. Yeah, absolutely. And the linebackers next position we've got here. Um, interesting um, thing that I found out doing research for this. I had no idea Bobby Wagner and Levante David were the same age. I I just assumed Bobby <laughs> Wagner was on, on his last legs. Levante David still in his prime. They're both 33 years old. I... I don't know how that went past my head. Um, but yeah, I, I, David Long is there as well. There's, it's a very decent linebacker class, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, it's, re- it's really strong. Um, I mean, I don't love the deal for the Bears, but I mean, he's a, he's a great player. Um, but yeah, there's um, definitely some great players here available and definitely players that can really make a difference to a team. Um, especially, like, they're, they're the sort of players they're going to sign for a contender and maybe be the difference on defence, Maybe like that type of player, isn't there? There's a few of those available here where maybe some of these other positions don't have that. But, um, yeah, I think I think this whole free agent class in general, when I was going through it earlier, just feels a bit old. Like, all there's so many players that just seem on the back end of their career, maybe getting, like, one last big deal and stuff. Obviously, there is a few younger players, but in general, it felt old, this, uh, this class. But... Mm. I don't know that's just because teams got that bit more cap now than, and they can just afford to pay these younger players and keep them around that bit longer and a bit easier. But yeah, just felt old in general. But yeah, things like that do surprise me when they're the same age. Yeah. It's Bobby Wagner, you know, they both had very good seasons last year, Devontae David in particular. But yeah, I mean, that'd be a really interesting one to see where those two end up. You'd assume that some contender is going to want them get them on a one or two year deal yeah. even though they are seemingly to, in the twilights of their respective careers they're that sort of player um, now aren't they like go around like a a suit sort of tour like he did you know just go around play for the contender each year and then move on move on to someone yeah. else who's going to give you a chance to win yeah and they're both good enough to do that so you know yeah. why not um on to the cornerback james bradbury is pretty clearly the standout here for me um Obviously, he had that big play in the Super Bowl. Everyone knows the mistake. But I think he's one of the sort of one of the actual lockdown corners in the league. I don't know if Ash, you agree with me on, on that one. Um, do you see him getting big money free agency? Um, uh, there's talk now that he might go back to the Eagles. Um, so because of the situation that's arose with um Slay, that there's talk that Slay will be seeking for a trade that it would leave the Eagles really short a corner. So what wasn't an issue before is now probably a, a big priority for the Eagles, whether it be bring James Bradbury back. If they can't get him, William Jackson's on the market, which is a possibility that sort of kind of player would, would fit right up their street. 
Um, if not, they are picking at 10. So you would have thought that you would get someone like Witherspoon or Gonzalez in the draft. So there is loads of potential there to sort that position out, even if they can't get Bradbury back. But at the moment, the talk is that Bradbury is now one of their priorities, bringing him back if uh, Slays get dealt. Yeah, definitely. And we've also just seen the news that Patrick Peterson has gone to the Steelers. Dave, you got any immediate thoughts on that one? I mean, I just... I, I mean, I'm putting on crew, like, I thought he... I, I swear he said he wants to go to a contender and somewhere he can get some jewellery or something like that, and I'm just... I mean, the Steelers are not that team at the moment, are they? They're, uh... I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just misjudging meant... them, but... I mean, the maybe defense is good, steel jewellery. True, yes. that is very true. Yeah, just big into steel. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. Um, I mean, yeah, I think he's fine. Like, I think he's still solid enough. I don't think he's like obviously he's not the player he was, but I think he's a, a good solid corner still. And yeah, I think he'll do fine there. Um, probably a probably an easier task for him on that defense, isn't it? That's gonna make things easy for cornerbacks where they're just so good up front. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's a bit it's, it's a bit of a weird deal to me. I, f- I thought he'd go somewhere a bit better than this. He's just go- he's just going to walk around like the junkyard dog all the time. That's, uh, <laughs> that's his plan. Yeah, um, and then interior offensive line. Um, we'll finish on the big one. Uh, Jason Kelsey is coming back. He hasn't specifically said he's coming back to the Eagles, but it seems like a safe assumption. Yeah. Ben Powers signs for the Broncos. And the news that Nate Davis has just signed with the Bears, so maybe that rules out Orlando Brown. Ash, do you see? Possibly, I mean, obviously they've possibly. still got loads of money. Yeah, they've still got a fair bit of money. Um, there's they, they are. I can see him going to some sort of Moorish team, Orlando Brown. So if it's not, if it's not the Bears, I know they've got, they've got an okay line, but he would probably be an upgrade for them. But yeah, uh, there, there's a few teams that might be. You could go to depending on who the Bucks maybe take because obviously if they're releasing, um, I can't remember who their left tackle is, but if they release him, then then there's there's possibility that he could go there. So he's definitely going to have a market. If you're a good offensive lineman in this league, you are going to get snapped up and you're going to get paid because there is such a discrepancy from having good offensive lineman, bad offensive lineman when you're when you're trying to run offenses and and keep quarterbacks safe that they that you could argue they are so pivotal because a lot of people have been talking about the discrepancy what's the biggest gulf between anywhere on the field and it's edge rushes against tackles because all these edge rushes if you look watch the combine they're running four three nines four fours and most of the offensive linemen are running five second flat that's a good offensive lineman they just haven't got the speed to compete with these guys so if you're good if you're a good offensive lineman and can use your hands, good balance, good poise, you're going to get serious money in this league. So, and I think that Orlando Brown, although there is a few aspects of his game that isn't perfect, he is a very, very, he's an above average, and probably a very good start for someone in the league. Yeah, it is incredibly telling. That is the position that is getting absolutely swept up right now. And that just about covers every position for us. Um, Dave, any parting thoughts before we leave? Um, I don't know. I, I might just take a year off of slagging off McCorkle. I mean, I, I'm not going to commit to that because I know I won't stick to it. But um, yeah, I think I might just go easier on him for a while. You know, I'm, 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 I'm just going. I'm just going. I'm just going for the tank next year. That's all I'm interested in. Tank for 
I can't even think who the best quarterback is in uh, 24, but let's tank for him. Hopefully not Spencer Rassler. Oh, God, no. That'd be the worst, <laughs> wouldn't it? Imagine that. <laughs> You're just ruining my dreams here. <laughs> um, but yeah, Matt Jones is not a bad option if you plan to tank. Yeah. yeah stick with him for a bit. And Ash, any parting thoughts from yourself? My one parting thought is why have the Bears paid that much money for Edmonds and didn't want to pay Roquan Smith? It just yeah. makes no sense to me. <laughs> they didn't want to pay Roquan Smith, so they traded him and then they had to, they paid stupid money for Tremed, Tremaine Edmonds. I'm not saying he's not a bad linebacker, but there's no real thought. I don't know where their thought process is for Ron Paul for that, for to get rid of probably arguably the best linebacker in the league for another very good one, but he's not Raekwon Smith. It's just a bit of a weird concept, I think. Yeah, absolutely fair enough. Um, and speaking of teams that need linebackers, the Giants finally get on the board with a defensive tackle. So I guess that's good. Um, and yeah, that's all from us. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch you in a bit.